Hi everyone, it is the Golden Hour. Today's guest is Ozzy. He has an amazing background in dance, and I'm so excited for you all to meet him. Now, if this is your first time joining us, the Golden Hour series is a conversation that we have with people who inspire us. Uh, my name is Angel. Thank you, thank you all for joining. Um, and this is our third guest. We do it every Friday evening, so we really hope that you enjoy this. If you have any questions or if you want to, you know, just send some or share some comments, please do so. Um, and we'll try our best to address them. So I am now just gonna tag my, so we can get started. Okay, Ozzy. Uh, oh my God! Look at—I always do this. This shit is like, where's my face? And I, I got like good. There it is. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I mean, I was talking earlier about how my forehead's too big, so like I do appreciate that it cuts off a lot of it. But anyways, <laughs> uh, how are you? How's your evening going? Going good. Working. Yeah. Looking at stuff online <laughs> uh you know what are you looking at online golf a lot of golf stuff because aside from me being the dancer that i am and the entrepreneur that i am i'm also into golf so. nice nice any golfers on the line hit them up with some tips yes help please <laughs> help all right well today on golden hour we're gonna talk about basically what transforming and trusting your journey looks like and i was really really drawn to your your whole dance journey your whole dance life right um but aside from that i didn't even know you before dance i don't think um we we've met a few times but if you can share a, a little bit about you know how you got started into dance that might be able to help everyone on the call for on the call on the um on the line like get to know you a little better yeah um so i've been dancing for 18 years and i'm 31 years old so i've been doing it for quite some time oh shout out to our old, um one of my crewmates just hopped on but i've been doing it for quite some time and i started well i always base it off of when i was first i always base it off of the first time I literally hit the ground and that was with breaking. So my first top rock, six step, if you don't know what those moves are, just Google or YouTube them. But I always based it off of that. And that was in middle school. And uh, one of my good friends, who's also um, one of my mentors in life, personal mentors in life, got me into breaking. And it just literally kicked off from there. So from breaking, I did that for quite some time then got into a dance uh, form called rocking and then from rocking got in the house and yeah that's so that's were you would you consider yourself a born dancer no no i wouldn't oh you know my parents would say the same would say different like my my mom would always tell me stories about how i was dancing at two years old at family parties and um you know i grew up in the bay area so at the time when I was growing up in the Bay Area, which was like early 90s, early to mid, uh, late 90s, uh, black culture was a big thing. And, you know, with black culture meaning music, 
dance, the whole style. Hip hop was just a huge thing. And um, it was a it was a big part of Filipino culture. Like a lot of Filipino Americans just delved into it, especially in my neighborhood in Daly City. So it's kind of like it was already, it was around there. So it's like, I, I, I just grew up into the culture. I grew up into it, but I wasn't, to me, I just wasn't really born. I don't think anyone's ever born to be something. Eventually you have to work your way into becoming something. So. Yeah. I, I literally know all the Filipinos that I do know, they're really good at dancing and cooking. And singing, right? So true, <laughs> and singing. Yeah, singing is like number one. Are you good at singing? No, I'm terrible, but I like doing it anyway. You know? no, I love like, karaoke, that's what, what I ask. Well, it's like the, it's like the most Asian Pacific Islander thing is karaoke. Yeah. Like I don't know if you ever saw like the list. There's like a list of different types of Asians, like what we're known for. Like Vietnamese are known for like business. Well they called it the business fuckers. And then Filipinos are known as the talented fuckers. And it's just like it was like one of those. I have not seen that list. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yes, I will say hands down, you the Filipinos that I know are very, very talented. For sure. For sure. So you don't think that you were born a dancer, but your mother would argue the opposite. So yeah, could yeah. we consider this a transformation for you? Just going back to our topics and our themes. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, I my cousins were in a freestyle hip hop. They, I mean, in the Bay, they call it freestyle and um, freestyle housing and they would do it you know I mean, we do it at, at parties and everything like that so i was again i was exposed to it i grew up around it um i dabbled with it my cousin was the first person to show me you know a breaking move which was the turtle and i was like oh, okay that's cool and then again i dabbled with it until i moved to minnesota uh which was in 2000 99 2000 and then when i moved here i didn't think anybody knew how to dance or I didn't think anybody here danced I didn't even this is how closed I was you know like I I moved here and didn't think culture the culture spread out here because of the demographic which was majority white you know and I you know at the time I was very ignorant I was like okay there has to be Filipinos here you know I thought like every Asian every other Asian person that I saw was Filipino let alone there's like no Filipinos here whatsoever or, or there's like there's a community which makes it small so um, when I moved, I didn't think anyone did. So I ended up getting into skateboarding. I got into sports because I already had like that, that athletic drive anyway. So I got into that. And then once again, once I met uh, Wee, who was you know, one of my good friends, he got me into it. And from there, I ended up taking it first. When I first got into it. I never knew that Wee got you into bird dancing yeah yeah not a lot of people do but no he, he definitely got me into it. We used to also battle i didn't together. know that he had he even had moves yeah yeah dude yeah he definitely had moves yeah um no it's funny okay, so so well, then like you rediscovered dancing yeah i did and then but but i i will say that and this and i can i i feel comfortable speaking for a lot of male dancers all right a lot of male um, dancers that came that went into breaking hip hop house. I think it's safe to say that we all at first did it for the girls. Like we want to do it to get girls. Like hands yeah. down. Yeah, I think just that's just how it is. And then it eventually became something bigger, you know, because 
this well, is they like, do say women inspire, you know. We are very inspirational creatures. So I mean yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's that's eventually that's pretty much how my transformation or my journey started within it. You know, it ended up becoming something big. Um, and at the time the Minnesota dance scene or breaking scene I should say wasn't really where it is today like there were a lot of there was some sort of divisions between crews it wasn't necessarily like a like an actual community where people get along people can go to other practices their open practices you know it was really divided which which was a good thing because it helped the competition go up but at the same time at the end of it it's like once the competition's over and now what you know now it's now we have to actually get along because at the end of the day it's just dance we're we're grown-ass men dancing grown-ass yeah. and women dancing with one another you know what i mean at the end of the day what can we do with it can we pass it on to the next generation or do we just keep it to ourselves and be selfish so luckily with the people that i was surrounding myself with in the dancing you know it was all about building the community building the unit and and passing it on because that's the beautiful thing about culture you know it, it brings people together and it keeps on going 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 as long as people want it to survive you know, want it to live yeah speaking of community both of well all my nieces and my nephews they really like dancing two of them are actually in dance i think they're at like right now i think they're both at cypherside um and I know you know some folks at Cypherside, and then you also have your own studio as well, which is really cool. I love that, like that there is just this big community of dancers who can hone in on their own skill and, and no one's trying to take that away from them. Everyone's just like so, so supportive about it. Yeah, the, the cool thing about our community here is that everyone supports one another. And even if you work for a different studio, like I work I work for All Day Studio. So shout out to Malvina, Meng, Tracy, and you know, the rest of the staff. I work for All Day Studio. Um, but our studio is more geared towards adults, you know, whereas opposed to Cypherside and House of Dance, they're more geared towards the youth. But they do offer adult classes, it's just that they're more geared towards building the youth. So anytime that I, at least me, for any time that I would get asked, you know, where can I bring my kid to learn dance? I would say, you know, where do you live in the cities? And if they lived in St. Paul, perfect, Cypherside. If they lived in, you know, uh, Hopkins or Edina, perfect, uh, bring them to House of Dance. Yeah, that's and it, it's vice versa. You know, I think that's the, and again, that's the beautiful thing about our community is that everyone gets along. So. I love that. I love that you've seen the dance community basically grow from what you thought it was to where it is now. Yeah. And being in that scene, I mean, I'm just thinking out loud now. Like, where do you see yourself, or where do you see that community going in like the next few years? So given our current climate, <laughs> kind of hard to tell, you know, yeah. being, being with the pandemic and everything. But be, I would say before pandemic, I could, it was definitely going to be growing, excelling even higher. Because now, um, thanks to the accessibility of the all, we call it the all style scene or the open style scene, um, it's it became so accessible to like where, where like an average individual can can literally come in and and learn right off the bat where. That's you know, me. I'm the average in individual. I mean, like, you know, it's just, or someone that wouldn't necessarily have this drive for it can build yeah. it up because of it's so accessible now, you know? Um, as opposed to in breaking, like, it, it's such a demanding 
disciplined type of dance form where yeah. you literally have to give it your all and you gotta and there's literally blood sweat and tears for sure in that where in you know an open style is the same thing but at the same time you don't have to kill yourself <laughs> you know you can so what is open styles what does that mean so open styles is is literally all all different styles combined you know and um where it'd be hip-hop house uh breaking whacking locking popping like all the different styles combined um but it's like you know it's it's not necessarily like geared towards one of one style i mean like you know depending on the person you are you can literally like take on that style 100 and then learn a different style after you feel comfortable with that which is what a lot of people do but you don't have to you know at the end of it it's still fun and um, to me that's what made dance so accessible and then on top of that off like social media technology and everything like that like yeah yeah so that's what open styles is nice is that being more like widely accepted for or has it been in the the scene for a long time and i'm just so old that i don't know about it <laughs> girl we're the same age <laughs> i know so but we're i old. feel like sometimes <laughs> i'm just out of the cool zone with like all these new things going on i'm like that's when you know you're getting old you're like shit i just i don't know what's going on no you're just paying attention to other things you're focused on other things you know but um so uh what is it like um well what was your question (laughs) i was asking if it's being widely accepted now or has it already been in the scene for a while so i would say that the open styles slash all styles um came into play about maybe nine years ago um and at first it wasn't wildly accepted because to a lot of traditional dancers like myself but uh, you know i'm gonna i'm gonna back up on that because i don't even consider myself a traditional dancer only because i dabble with three different styles so technically i'm an all styles dancer um but to a lot of people that stuck solely with breaking or solely with house a lot of them would look i'm not speaking for everyone but every other person would look at that and be like wow this person's half-assing you know because mm-hmm. they're not they're not perfecting or they're not sticking to that one style and learning they're just yeah. half-assing and going to the next so at first it wasn't wildly accepted but now it, you know it's become such a again accessibility has a lot to do with it now where anybody can go in there and be like yeah you know i can i can learn this Type of, type yeah, it's like a ballerina becoming like a doing break dancing as well would that yeah. be better like open styles like all multiple forms of styles into one type of yeah style? yeah i mean technically yeah yeah pretty much that's uh, awesome but, i mean uh, I've, I've seen like the hip-hop ballerinas and that's really cool too just the fact that they're not dancing to like classical music or what we what we know as ballerina music um they're really kind of pushing just the, yeah. the boundaries of where they can take their art and then involve or incorporate additional cultures into it. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, they're, they're um, stepping outside their comfort zone, which is yeah. always dope. Always, always dope. Speaking of stepping outside of the comfort zone, when you were in dance, do you have like a story to shall share about how you stepped out of the comfort zone for yourself? With with dance? Yeah. Oh man. Um 
Dude, I'm so used to it now. I'm so used to dance that I, I'm not scared at all. I could, I could fucking dance in front of thousands of people, which I already have. Yeah. Uh, that it's like a no-brainer for me. But the first time is always going to be the most memorable time any any dancer steps out of their comfort zone. It's the first time they battle. Because you're literally giving it your all. You're, whatever you practiced on is going to go away. Because <laughs> it's just like, okay, now it's time to freestyle. Yeah. You know, can you do it? So, I would say that the first time I competed, holy shit! Like, and it, and the sad thing is that the first time I competed was at Mall of America at the Rotunda. That's not bad. That's huge. Like, well, people, well, that's a huge accomplishment. To me, it was sad because I did whack. You know, oh. <laughs> like usually, like the the average b boy or b girl would um would or breaker would compete in small competitions. And then move up to like the big stuff. But being that I was in Minnesota, where there weren't a lot of competitions going on, yeah. smaller ones, like I just had to go for the big deal right off the bat. Like I, I had to, you know. And and thankfully, my crewmate at the time um, chose me to compete with him. When he could have cho- chosen anyone else, could have chosen we because we was like way better than me back then. Could have chosen him, but no, chose me. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> The worst that was like back in 2002 it was like so what you you mentioned three different styles of dance that you do break is one of them what mm-hmm. are the other two so uh i did breaking um i i rarely do it nowadays because i feel like a lot of my injuries are catching up and you know again it's such a demanding type of dance not saying that's an excuse but i mean eventually i do want to dive back into it and compete um but i do breaking so you know, break dancing. If you just imagine, yeah, did it. Uh, but rocking is the second dance discipline form that I got into, and um, that's actually the first street dance that ever came out. Was rocking. Uh, I was rocking and locking. Um, but rocking is more. It's more so done up top. So it's it's basically what you see a b boy or a b girl do before they get down to the ground, where they just start dancing the top for a little bit. So it, that's pretty much rocking, but extended to another level. Um, so I got into that and um, got pretty decent at it to the point where I was competing and traveling to different parts of the U.S. for it. I haven't traveled the world for it yet, but I've traveled different parts of the U.S. and made it pretty far. Um, and then I got into house. And house, I have traveled to different parts of the world for it and to, you know, all over the U.S. And that ended up becoming my forte like what I was recognized for and stuff. And um, and I think a lot of it had to do with because it wasn't really big in Minnesota. Like I wasn't the first house dance teacher. There were a couple before me. So shout out to Arturo and, you know, Ivy and stuff. But um, I wasn't the first one to do it, um, to teach it. But I definitely had a lot to do with um, bringing a lot of people out here that helped me build the scene. And um, and thankfully, the, for the people that I first taught, you know, um, the dance, like they actually helped build the community too. So, so house dancing <laughs> is a combination of different dance forms and, you know, different types of cultural movements combined into one and it's done to house music. So in a nutshell, that's what house dancing is. So. And so how did you fall into house? I mean, like, do you just naturally transition into all these different styles because you are in dance? I mean, I'm just generalizing, but how did you find these different styles and how did you hone in on house? So 
um, in breaking, I was really known for top for top rocking, which is again the dance, the move that you do before you hit the ground. I was really known for that. Uh, it was just it was my strength in my crew. Uh, I was the guy they would send out in a crew battle if someone had really good tops, was really good at dancing to the beat and really musical. Then they would send me out to respond. You know, so I, that's pretty much what gave me the drive to get into rocking because that's what it's all about. But it's extended even further because then you have different elements of rocking that come into play. Um, but then for house, it's the same deal because again, I was really good up top, but um, house had a more of a personal um, feel for me because you know at, at first I was actually very ignorant towards the dance and towards the culture. You know, I was very, very ignorant. I thought I didn't even know what house music was. Um, I thought it was techno. I hated the way it looked. I thought that dancers, these dancers were not dancing on beat. I thought they looked really silly. I thought they looked very flamboyant. Nothing wrong with that, but I came from breaking where it's like very like tough and like, you know, structured aggressive. And house is more so like freedom, flowy type of feel. So what eventually got me into it was, um, during that time frame, because I was still dabbling with breaking and rocking, um, I was declining. My my uh, my drive for breaking was declining. Like I wasn't getting any better. Um, my, none of my crewmates, and this is nothing against them. You know, they had to do what they had to do to keep the crew up. But none of my crewmates were asking me to compete because I wasn't. I was the weakest link. You know, I was the weakest link in the in, in the crew. So uh, I was kind of depressed about it. And I was just like, well, this sucks. And I was angry and I was like, you know, I need to do something better. So one time there's one uh, event we used to throw here called Fallen with Style. And there's, it was at an after party. And um, there are three dancers. One of them was one of my good friends. His name is B-Boy Thesis. And uh, he's also he's also a very well-known B-Boy. But um, he dabbles with a lot of different dance styles. So him, this girl named Chantel, and this guy named... Uh, Jarrell were dancing to house music. There was a DJ there, live DJ was playing house music. And I remember just watching him like dance and I was like, yo, what are you doing? You know, like what, what's this move? What are you like? How are you how are you moving like that? And then I asked him, I was like, dude, what were you just doing there? He's like, I was house dancing. I was like, what? Because <laughs> the house dancing I saw just looked horrible. And uh, but the way he like delivered it. So I'm like, okay, I have to learn this. I have to learn this dance. You know, I, I got to figure it out. And then thankfully, you know, the internet was starting to, was on coming up to another level. And then, you know, that was my accessibility. Um, ended up looking up a guy, I looked up a bunch of house dance tutorials, uh, the history of house dancing. You know, I literally utilized technology to its max just to figure it out. Because again, I'm in Minnesota, there's, there's not a lot of resources here. Um, so yeah, I'm going to figure it out. Uh, eventually led on to meeting a guy who was actually one of my mentors today. Uh, his name is Jardy Santiago. Like he started coming up with online tutorials and I finally met him in Chicago and the rest was history. You know, ended up, you know, teaching people here who ended up getting really inspired like Joel. So shout out to Joel and then yeah, the rest was history. I love Next. that story. I love that like it's kind of like a come up, comeback, or not a comeback, it's like a come up story, right? Because you were so ignorant about how you were kind of falling behind on your breaking and you fell into this style that you weren't even 
sure that you would like. And yeah. look at you now. <laughs> Dude, like, you, that's what I'm saying. The universe is crazy. You know, you just, you can never judge something too much. You can't judge things too much because you just never know. You might be in that same position and you might be that same person that's getting judged by another person. So it's like, you always got to have an, to me, it's giving me a, um, the perspective of just having an open mind. You know, very being very open-minded and just you know respecting, respecting things around you and being very mindful. You know, so that's yeah, that's that was my biggest lesson in that, <laughs> and it's a good lesson because you know now I'm now I'm known for it here in Minnesota. You know, if, yeah, if anybody, if, if any house dancer comes in to Minnesota, I'm the one to to get contacted to nice. show them around or you know or help them out with a workshop. So. All right, well, we're coming to 225 or 725. Um, oh. We're 25 minutes into this. And so I wanted to actually conclude the series or your series with something that you would like to share with the audience, your last words. Um, yeah, whatever you have to share. Whatever I have to share. Words of wisdom, some advice. Words of wisdom. <laughs> The first thing that comes to my mind, okay, there's a lot of things I have to share, but I always base off the first thing that comes to my mind is be humble. Just be humble. Doesn't matter what position you're in, doesn't matter what you've done. There's always gonna be somebody that's that's done it better and that's doing it better than you. So just be humble and be open minded. Because you, you know, learned the hard way. Oh yeah, dude. I learned super hard. <laughs> um, you know, we're at seven twenty six, right? Can we actually, can I just answer some of these questions? I saw some questions, oh, yeah. a couple of questions that people were like asking. So one just asked, do you have a beginner's class for older folks like, like me? Um, my class is, so it's every Tuesday at All Day Studio in St. Paul. So if you live in Minnesota, it's an All Day Studio in St. Paul, 7, 15, 8, 15 p.m. every Tuesday. Um, what I used to have a beginner's class, but with that one, I base it off of who's taking because it's a drop in class, you know. So you can drop in, and then if you're new, then I'll base it off of that, you know, and very easy going with that. So, uh, and again, it's house, it's very it's pretty accessible, it's kind of like open styles, you know, and eventually becomes something bigger. Uh, are freestyles really random, or do people actually have something to prep? Uh, freestyle, in a sense, it is kind of random. Uh, but free, the thing about freestyle is that you're taking everything that you've learned, everything that you've learned, everything that you've practiced on, and you're molding it together at that given moment. You're doing it live on the spot. So there's not a five, six, seven, eight. It's not choreo it's not choreographed, but you're taking things that you that you've practiced on constantly, and you're just letting it out there. So it might not look the same. It might look you know it might look different, or it might be exactly the same. Whatever happens that moment that's what's that's what's presented so that's why i always say that whatever people practice on as soon as the first battle that they enter it like it all goes to shit like <laughs> you don't remember any of it so whatever you're doing there is just you're just doing you know so and it so all i comes have, I have something super cheesy to share yeah because i was just thinking about it and, and maybe it's because i like dad jokes or whatever but um when i'm thinking when i think of freestyles and open styles I was just thinking about what you said, like trusting and or being humble and then also being open-minded. 
And I feel like those two concepts go hand in hand when you're freestyling. Like whatever you're doing in life, you no matter how prepared you are, you, you won't be as prepared until you actually do it. Right. And that's kind of like what you were explaining with freestyles. Yeah. And then the same thing with open styles. You're basically collecting all of these different types of styles that you've learned throughout your whole life. If I'm just applying it to life in general mm-hmm. and then being open minded about it so that you can see what's or so that you can be open to like what's next in life. Dude, yeah, like it, it's it's all about, you know, adapting. Yeah, like not because life life isn't fair. So you're going to get hit with things here and there now can you adapt to it you know is there something that it brings you back to where you're like okay this is now clicking now i'm gonna apply this to counter that you know so all right Oz, thank you so much for your time today yeah Um, and sharing with us a little bit more about the dance community that we or we may or may not have known before and your words of wisdom which is to be humble and be open-minded yes thank you Thanks All for right. Enjoy your weekend. Yeah, you enjoy the sun out there. Thank you. I'm about to go eat some ice cream and go to the beach. So, um, yeah. Thanks for rubbing it in. I know. I'm like, enjoy that cold, rainy weather that you have up there. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. Bye. Right. Bye. Thank you.